0: Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Hello, everybody. This is Ryan Liguez, and you're listening to KTSW, sorry, Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9, the other side of radio. I'm joined here by my producer, Jordan Young. I got my co-host, Presley Davis, and my boy, Kobe. But before we get anything started... Presley, can you read us a little ad?
1: Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and fill in menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.
0: All right. Thank you. Well, this weekend for uh, our sports team was pretty exciting, so we're going to do a little cat's catch-up. It's time to recap the latest Texas State and San Marcos High School events with today's
2: edition of Cats Catch-Up. All
0: right, but, well, you know, this past weekend had a big series uh, for baseball team and for the softball team, but I think we we're talking about baseball first. Uh, this game or this series against uh, Georgia, or sorry, Southern Alabama was a little interesting. Uh, you know, first game, Texas State won, uh, I think it was 10-2. Second game, they won on a walk-off single, uh, 11-10. And then uh, they lost a Sunday game, uh, 21 to eight. Um, that's
3: pretty interesting. It's kind of all over the board, guys. What do you think about it? You know, the series all together alone, I think could have been a little bit better. But I mean, two out of three, you really can't complain about that. But I know the 21 to eight loss is kind of going to be the real. Uh, the little, the real stunner out of this series because you know the Wildcats have been really hot with their bats, but you know we've kind of talked about how their bullpen's kind of been up and down this season. So now that kind of just proved it. You know, so I'm wondering because altogether for the broadcast they had seven pitching changes in the sun in the Sunday series finale, and uh, we were just kind of stunned, like, like whoa, like what happened? You know, giving up ten runs and, and you know, only only in the second inning. That kind of raises an eyebrow for a lot of fans, especially a lot of sports analysts uh, like ourselves. So, uh, but honestly, you know, it was a good series. It was a good series win, two out of three. Like you said, can't complain about that. But you know, now it's like really in question now for their bullpen.
1: Yeah, I mean, this whole series, they really competed. That first game was an easy win. The second one, we won by a walk-off. So, I mean, and that third one, you know, it just got the best of them. It's just something that it happens to every team at the end of the day. These things happen. You know, we know that that's not the Bobcats we're used to seeing. But, I mean, they play Tuesday versus Incarnate Word, so I'm sure there'll be a turnaround and it'll be a good game.
2: I think one thing to remember is that we're coming up to the closing of this season. There's only so many few series left in the season left for the Bobcats. So honestly, kind of having these slides in the series just late in the season, about to prepare yourself for postseason play. Honestly, really is a good thing. You would think by this time, as we see the softball team coming to full swing, which we'll talk about them later, they've received a lot of Christmas this season, but they're making a full turn. You would think the baseball team, who has kind of seemed like they've been in shape since definitely after the Texas game, but they've kind of been looking good all season, that they would stay in shape. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of want them to kind of stay where they've been at and not kind of have these slides come into the closing of the season.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, I've been, you know, after that UT game, you know, they were, you know, on a tear after that, too, you know, winning series and all this stuff. And then, but then, you know, every, you know, it's kind of like this kind of weekend, you know, for the series, you know, they would have two really great games. And then, like, that Sunday game just kind of fall off or they'll have a midweek game. And, you know, it'd be a team, you know, like UIW when they played over there in San Antonio. And then, you know, they kind of lost that one, just let that kind of slide. So it's going to be interesting, you know, and, you know, this last part of May going into the Sun Belt, uh, champion or some some belt champion series um, you know what they're going to do if they're going to make any adjustments at all I mean I, I would think they would make a little bit but you know mm-hmm. one can only one can only tell yeah um, I, oh, oh uh, go ahead no go ahead
1: I think this Tuesday game will be really interesting to see what happens I know that the guys are just torn up I mean who wouldn't be torn up about that loss so Tuesday's gonna be intense I think they're gonna come in and ready to Get a win especially before going to Louisiana this weekend. So I think that they're just wanting that win to set them set them up for the weekend.
2: I guess one thing to kinda of bring some hope to this series because we call kinda of seem a bit down with the Bobcats right now. <laughs> and right before we have Coach Trout on here in a few minutes, uh We should all feel comfortable. We're pretty comfortable in first place right now. Of course. Unless something dramatic happens and there's just like this awful slide coming to the ending of the season, the Bobcats will most likely be the regular season champs of the Sunbelt Conference, which is a complete drastic change from last season. So let's kind of keep that in perspective (laughs) as obviously (laughs) they did lose 21-8 and then he let a team come back on Saturday. Let's keep things in perspective. They're in first place. We're uncomfortable in first place. And we are looking good for a good postseason run And Hopefully they they do good in postseason play in the Sunbelt Conference tournament and not get bounced in the first round.
1: Yeah, and Georgia Southern also lost this weekend, so, so that's a plus. That's a plus.
2: Exactly, Bobcat fans, there's things to be happy about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just nitpicking a little bit of things. Yeah, but you know, now as Jordan alluded to about softball having a pretty good weekend, let's talk about that. Uh, I was there for the la- for the Sunday game yesterday, and it was a pretty I, I, it was a, it was a good moment because yesterday last week or this past weekend was the seniors' last. Home game series mm-hmm. at the ballpark, and there was a good amount of them. I think Kat Cranick and uh, there's probably five seniors that were graduating this season, this season or this year. So, but it was a good game for them. I mean, that whole weekend in total was good. I mean, and I think the the Friday game it was five to one, and then the Saturday game it was a little bit of a nothing really going on, two to one win, and then yesterday it was a five to two win, and uh, that game it was just. Um, that whole weekend was just good for them in general. All their players were really clicking batting wise. Mullins was doing good. Uh, Caitlin Rogers was hitting elite. Uh, yeah, she had yeah. a triple. And then you know, yesterday at the game, yesterday Sarah Vanderford, they just walked her three times. They didn't want none of that. They didn't want to. They didn't want <laughs> to catch. I that. I they didn't I want, yeah, want, yeah, yeah. I did not want to catch that heat. <laughs> but no, it was it was a good moment. You know, afterwards, um, at, tor- at the, you know at the last inning, uh, towards the last out, coach she, she brought out some of the starters and put in you know. Some of the, the the seniors that hadn't really played that much th- this season. You know, it was a pretty beautiful moment. I think Kat Krennick said she got chills. Cause <laughs> she went she went, took over Caitlin Rogers on catching and you know, they she said she,
2: they embraced and it was just a beautiful moment. And here's a quote that I found really interesting from Coach Woodward after the game. She said I think anytime you draw six walks and seven hits on the day, you should probably win the ball game, Woodward said. But I just like the overall feeling energy within our team from the start to the finish of tonight's game. And that's what I kind of want to talk about is the energy surrounding this team. Um, I know we were all kind of down on the softball team. They were came in and they were projected to be first in the Sunbelt Conference when they came into the season. Mm-hmm. And obviously they didn't come out to the start they wanted. But now they're on a three series win streak right now. Um after defeating Detroit Troy, their 10-game winning streak, they continued that. And and this team is coming to full swing. Uh, they finally have the offense to match the pitching and defense that they've had all season. So it's really nice to see the softball team come into full form, as we were talking hinting at earlier.
0: Yeah, no, it was, I mean, it's such a, uh, you know, as you said, it's such a turnaround. Because even though, I think they what they did is what, you know, they just got consistent. And they just got good at everything, at everything. Because, you know, in the especially... In the beginning of the season, I remember us talking and we were just like, "Well, what's the lineup going to look like? What are they going to do? You know, how are they going to look?" cuz you know, they lost a lot of seniors and there's a lot of freshmen coming in. And I think, you know, midway through the season, they kind of figured out what their lineup was, but there's still those inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. And I think now they have the lineup they want, and now they're consistent enough to where they can just win games at at will, if you would say. I mean, 12 game win streak.
1: Yeah.
0: That's got to be good.
1: And I mean, the seniors i mean there's no better weekend to ask for than what they did this weekend and i mean i just know that they're they're excited going to uta this weekend and then after that is conference championship and
0: and i feel like they're going to do pretty good over there now he kinda yes. puts you know you yes. kinda put things together i think they're going to do a little I think they're gonna do that little championship. The
1: way they're set up right now, I think they have a really, really good chance mm-hmm. over at the conference championships. So. Yeah, I
2: think beginning of the season we could we would have been like, mm, I don't know, we'll but, now, yeah, now but now we now have. But now it's timing uh, has definitely been on their side. Yes, yes. They're coming, get to shape right at the right time.
1: Yes.
3: So softball, I mean, like I said, we've been kind of. Up and down with them all year, but finally and they're getting hot at the right time. You know, me and uh me and Justin kinda alluded to this a little earlier on in the week that softball is now on a twelve game winning streak. So and what better way for them to get hot right now before, you know, Sunbound yeah. Conference play because it builds the momentum and if you have big momentum into, you know, big time tournaments and conference games, then that says that says a lot. So uh anytime, you know, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a tough series and then, you know, obviously Troy coming up this weekend, so uh, let's see how the the Bobcats do, and hopefully, you know, get into good momentum in the conference. But something, some talking about
0: some that had a good weekend. Uh, I want to do a little player spotlight for a track player this uh, this weekend. Track runner Daniel Harold, he broke a thirty five year old school record. Uh, he he won or he raced in the one hundred and ten meter hurdle, broke that record. Uh, that was kind of crazy. I mean, I feel like track has also been. Uh, track has also been a, a team that's been really blossoming this season. I mean, they've always been good, but now they're. I mean, they're breaking records. Just they've breaking had a good records. Season, yeah. yeah, and everyone's breaking records that they broke last week. You know, they're oh, just of doing really good. So, I mean, a,
1: could you just imagine breaking a record that
0: 35 years ago? you weren't yeah. even yeah. born
1: yet? Yeah, and it's like that's crazy. That's
0: crazy. You yeah, know, it's Almost great. There. But we're gonna take a little commercial break, and we come back. We're gonna talk to Coach Trout.
3: Uh, i having so much trouble with my writing maybe i should go check out twitter or maybe a snack would help go
0: visit the texas state writing center you can register for a one-on-one session to help with your writing they can help with brainstorming formatting revision and so much more visit writingcenter.txstate.edu for directions and to register for an appointment
4: now, now about that snack
0: a message from ktsw the other side
3: of radio
4: Man, I wish
1: I could listen to this music more. Looking for that house show sound you can take on the go? Tune in Monday nights for Good Noise, 80s and 90s post-punk, shoegaze, new wave, and noise punk. Good Noise has it all. With deep cuts and classics from British new wave to the American underground scene, Good Noise is sure to bring you nostalgic tracks on Monday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. with DJ Kitch only on KTSW 89.9. Turn it up, I love this song.
0: All right, welcome back to KT's W89.9. Uh, we'll be talking to Coach Trout right now. Coach, are you on the line? Hello, Coach. Yes. Hello, Coach. Uh, this is Ryan. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good, sir. Well, this past weekend against uh, Southern Alabama, uh, those three games were uh, drastically different compared to them. Or, you know, three You played three drastically different games. Can you just kind of pick apart that game and just talk about it?
4: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, t- tough weekend uh, with a really good team coming in, obviously defending champs um, of the conference. And so they had, had been struggling late, so we knew it was going to be a battle, um, you know, all weekend. And so, uh, yeah, you know, a good battle on Friday night with uh, with Zeke Wood coming out, you know, having another strong performance and, and uh, finding a way to secure that one. And then, uh, you know, Saturday got off to the, to the big lead and, and the big start, and then uh, they kept fighting back. And, and obviously tied it up there um, in the ninth, and we found a way to walk it off. Um, and then yesterday they just came out and and got after us, and so um, you know to me it was a, it was a positive positive weekend of of winning two out of three, which is always the goal uh, going into the series of winning a series you, you love to sweep, uh, but we know how hard that is, and so uh, you know overall a good weekend of of you know keep keep stretching out that that conference lead and and uh, take it into another uh, big week. So proud of how the guys came out, and competed, and and uh, you know found found a way to win some games.
1: Yeah, coach, it was. It was a good weekend for us and I just want to ask you one thing and I mean I just know the energy that Saturday was crazy when Dalton Sheffield recorded his first career Grand Slam. What was going through your mind as you saw that ball go over?
4: Yeah that was cool. I mean what a great great moment for him and a great moment for us and um, at that time you know kind of broke the game open for us and so um, you know, Dalton's one of those guys that loves to loves to drive his teammates in when he when he's in there. So I, I always feel really confident when he's at the dish and uh, there's guys on base. And so, um, yeah, big swing for him and and to hit it to a big part of the ballpark, which is um, a cool moment for him. And so yeah, got us got us going. And and uh, that's why I want that guy's one of the best players in our conference right now.
2: Uh, Coach, obviously Sunday was a tough day for you guys. Uh, what are some things that you kind of learned and you and the team learned from that game? And what did you kind of reiterate um, after you did? Uh, sorry for that defeat to the defending champs
4: yeah you know you, we just gotta we gotta continue to uh, f- find some depth on the, on the mound and so um you know Sundays have we, we've been undefeated on Sundays which has been a great um you know record to this point point. and so obviously dropped the one yesterday but um you know to me you, you gotta work ahead of hitters and I think that's always uh the number one philosophy from the pitching standpoint is you gotta work ahead anytime you start working behind and they get those guys and those hitters counts their averages are going to go up and, uh, you know, just the success rate for those hitters, uh, that's what we work for. You know, from, from our offensive side, we're always steadily trying to get to those two-zero-three-one counts because that's a good time to hit. And so um, on the flip side, we got to do a better job of, of working ahead and, and uh, staying ahead and staying aggressive. And so, um, you know, but for us, you know, starting with Tuesday, we, we was talking about this team of uh, trying to find more depth on the pitching staff. And so um, when we stay inside certain guys, we're, we're really good. And so we need a couple of guys to, to step up um, if we're going to do something special here. Uh, down the stretch.
3: Coach, you alluded to earlier about uh, your depth in your bullpen. Uh, I just wanted to kind of know, because since you have incarnate work coming up, uh, as it gets to close to conference play, is there going to be like any adjustments that you guys going to take, you know, or are you just going to take it, you know, you know, step by step and, you know, see what comes out best for you?
4: Yeah, no, we're always going to make adjustments and, and try to figure out how uh, to make it all work. You know, usually to this point, we're in May now, um, you know, guys' stuff is what it is. And so for us as coaches, we got to find a way to, to make it all work together and find that, that magic piece or that magic touch to, um, you know, put the guys in the right spot at the right time and, and to give them the confidence to go be successful. I think that's the key for coaching is you got to make your, your players believe in it and uh, you got to make, make them believe in themselves sometimes. And so uh, when days like Sunday happen, sometimes uh, we all lose confidence, and uh, that's our goal is to – to pick them back up and you realize, hey, they're, they're really good players and, and really good pitchers, and they got the stuff to get anybody out. they just got to believe in it and go trust it. And so, yeah, we're, we're still trying to figure it out. You know, we've lost uh, some Tuesday games and, and now lost a Sunday game. And so um, I think you're just steadily trying to adjust things to to find a way to win the baseball game. And so we'll do that again on Tuesday night.
0: Gotcha. And, Coach, you know, with the Sunbelt Tournament coming up at the tail end of May, um, do you think, you know, you guys have been playing at such a pretty high, I mean, a really good level, you know, this whole season, but do you think you got, like, your guys are still going to try and amp it up even a little more just to get real, just to go into that Sunbelt tournament, you know, hot and fired up?
4: Yeah. You know, for us, it's, it's, it's day by day. We got a lot on the line right now with, uh, you know, our, our number goal is always to try to be a large team, um, and not have to win the tournament to, to be into the postseason. season. And so we put ourselves in really good position to this point. Um, uh, but, Baseball is a crazy sport, just like all of them. If, you know, you start playing bad, you can lose a lot um, in a hurry. And so uh, for us, it's day by day. You know, for us, the most supportive time is, is uh, you know, that Tuesday when we go face Carter Word, because it's the next game, and, and then we get on to Monroe after that. So, um, you know, to, to me, it's just back to playing great baseball on all sides, um, because I think to be, you know, successful in that tournament and hopefully in the postseason after that. Um, you know, you got to have all sides of the ball rolling. If you're really pitching it, not, not swinging it well, you're probably not going to win, and then vice versa. So, um, and, then, and then the one consistent always has to be playing great defense. And so, you know, that, that comes with our preparation. That comes uh, just, just keeping our guys locked in probably more mentally. Um, and, all, and also now we have the physical part as we're in, you know, the fourth month of our season and trying to keep them um, strong and, and active and, and uh, trying to keep that bat speed up and our arm speed up. And so a lot of things go into it. Uh, But like I said, we're just taking it day by day, trying to get ready for um, a a good incarnate work team.
1: So coach, you know, this month is kind of the finale of the season. And just looking back at such a successful season, whenever you reflect back, what are some moments that stood out to you this season?
4: Yeah. You know, I think the, the, the beauty of it is, you know, to this point, and we still have a lot to finish. We got a lot of games left and a lot of things to accomplish and, uh, you know, to this point, you know, as we talked about from the from the get-go, we were picked to finish seventh, and, uh, you know, hopefully we don't finish there uh, by the end of it. But, uh, you know, our guys put ourselves in good position to, to have a great ending. And so, uh, but I think that's been the biggest key, just trying to overcome uh, what the expectations were. And sometimes playing that underdog role uh, really helps out teams and helps out players come in and, and to have those moments. And so, uh, you know, obviously the Texas win, beating the number one team in the country was it was a huge night for us. Um, Going out to Arizona and and winning two out of three was a a really cool moment. Just doing it on the road, Um, and then yeah, I mean, just every win, every every win is fun. Um, And so there's been some great moments out there on the ballpark. I think today scoring 30 was. Uh was, was probably my favorite at the ballpark because it was probably the most relaxed I was um, in that coaching box. So, uh, but, yeah, it's been a great year. It's been a lot of great personal accolades and, and uh, been a lot of personal success. But at the end of the day, it's all about the team, and, and uh, this team is, is really close, and, and uh, they, they show up every day uh, to compete for one another. So that's probably been the, the special bond uh, this group has had so far.
0: All right, Coach. A lot of great stuff going on this season. Still got a little more to go. Thank you so much for talking to us. It's been a pleasure talking to you. you got a great insight. Um, I hope you have a great day, sir.
4: All right, man. Appreciate you guys. Eat them up.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. What a great talk with Coach Todd. He's always a great guy. After every game, he's always even after a loss, he's always positive. He's always looking ahead. Absolutely. But I think we're going to do a little bit of a weekend reflection. Hey, man, did you catch the game this weekend? No, I was busy. No problem. We got you covered with this weekend reflection. Weekend reflection. I think something that I I saw this past weekend that I thought was really cool is um, the Texas State Bobcats football team, they actually got a $2 million donation to go towards their stadium. So, you know, the stadium, I like the way it looks right now. It looks pretty good. It's going to look even better now. They sent out some renderings. They're going to put a new weight room dedicated to um, somebody. I can't remember his name. It's William something. But, good for them you know it's gonna look real good they got a concourse on top of the weight room flowers and all it's gonna have a walkway to the state like into the stands like it looked
2: pretty cool i saw the renderings yesterday online and i was like oh, okay this is like a neat little place you mm-hmm. saw the locker room in the background and then the terrace where people could sit and watch the games and you expect with these new recruits and coaches that the, Bob- the bobcat football team will be better so hopefully those people up there will get a nice view of texas state winning
0: yeah, hopefully. I mean, it's going to be, I think, yeah, like you say, it's going to bring in some recruits. It's, it's a good thing to show off, but I think <laughs> it's also a good thing for the fans. Cause I feel like, you know, in the end, zone like the only, like to get closer to the end zone, you got to be like in the little student section. that's right behind it. But here mm-hmm. and to have that kind of, you know, aerial view, you know, a little race from the end zone. I think it's gonna be really good for the fans just to get a good spot to look at the game. Hopefully watch the Texas State Bobcats get in the end zone. <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a good thing to see. That'd be a good thing to see.
1: I feel like our stadium, there's not a bad place to watch the game. There's just everywhere. It's just a good view of the field and everything. So we're very grateful for that. And also, KV on Patton signed with the Colts over the weekend.
2: That was, i draft is, yes. That. Yes. We, you know? And as a Sooner fan at heart <laughs> and as a Bobcat fan, it helps me say that Texas did not have a single draft pick
3: in the draft.
2: So if you want to go to the NFL, come to Texas State, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> we can
3: get you in. Oh, man. But, not. I mean, back to, uh, Ryan, what you alluded to earlier about, you know, the way adding a new addition to the stadium. It's kind of cool because, you know, as, like I said, as a San Marcos native, you know, Texas, the Bobcat Stadium has always been, you know, kind of classy and stuff. But they've, you know, revamped and, you know, rebuilt everything that they've done. And adding a new addition to this like this, I think kind of would help build the momentum for a team because you know anytime we would see college football like uh you know entrances, they always have like entrances like Clemson walking down the little uh, walking down the hill or mm. Virginia Tech having their entrance and stuff. Like I think that's what's kind of cool about that. And, and for I think for football fans to see that and for uh you know Tech State you know players to like kind of like witness and feel that it's I think that's pretty cool. So like I hope that kind of brings momentum for them uh, as the season comes up. And one last thing on this stadium talk, the most intriguing conversation going on in America right
2: now. (laughs) Um, We probably have one of the best stadiums, best football stadiums in the Sunbelt Conference. I would say. Say say That's not even being biased, honestly. We have a great stadium. So if you want to come to the Sunbelt Conference to play football, might as well come to Texas State. Might as well. We have a weight room so you can just get a quick pump (laughs) and go win a game. That's what you got to do about some other people who went to go win the game was Giannis and the Warriors. They both went to go win the game, both without a key piece to their team, with Chris Middleton being out for the Bucks and Draymond Green getting kicked out and ejected in their game versus Memphis. Terrible. So what did you guys think about those performances and some of those highlights from the games?
3: Let me just say this. Um that was not a flagrant two. I'm just going to come out and say it real quick. That Jordan, was, Jordan a, was mad about it yesterday yeah, the to me, to he He's I'm like, just, that's not if, a foul. If that was anything, a flagrant. If anything, that was a flagrant one. I think that was a flagrant one. A flagrant two was just kind of a little too much, I think, because you know, it's playoff basketball. You know, there's supposed to be physicality. You know, it's you're you're fighting to win a championship. So yeah. to me, that was just a just a hard playoff foul, personally in my being because I've seen many of them, and many of them have been a lot worse than what Draymond Green did, but. Uh, but other than that, the series between the Warriors and the Grizzlies, I think, is going to be awesome series. I just don't see it going to seven games, though. No. However, but the Warriors are clicking. The Grizzlies are clicking. But the one thing I will have to say is John Morant is going. I mean, he, he had a nice game, you know, 30 plus points. That's not that's pretty what you expect. But. You know, if the Grizzly, they're going to have to get other help. He's going to need other help from Jared Jackson, from, you know, Bain and Dylan Brooks, all of them guys. They're going to have to back
2: him up. Especially when you see the Warriors and a guy like Jordan Poole coming out here dropping a consistent 20 yeah. or 30 yeah. points for you. You yeah. can have one of the Splash Brothers not even play well when you have Jordan Poole on there.
1: And I mean, last week, Nolan and I were talking about the Warriors, and it's just, I feel like they're set up better. I think they have a better setup for success. So... I wasn't too surprised that they won. I was like, okay, yeah. But that Bucks and Celtics game? You know, that's going to be a good series. I think that series will be interesting. I think Giannis is just unstoppable, and you just have to catch him on a bad day. I think at the end of the day, that's what you have to do.
2: I think this is Giannis's like, what, LeBron's second year in uh, Miami where he was a clear guy, best player on the court. Like This is Giannis. This is a team where he could carry on his back. He doesn't have Chris Middleton and they still went out there. And low-key, you can say, dominated the Celtics on the defensive end and on the offensive boards. Mm-hmm. And they did all of that without their second best player. Yeah. And that's because Giannis is just playing at such a high clip. He got a triple-double yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he only scored 27 points, but those 27 points were completely impactful. And so he, if he can score only that low amount of points and still get his team to win, uh, the Bucs going to be a scary team coming out the east but speaking of some of the games that are going on today with the 76ers in Miami Heat a 76ers without Joel Embiid and you have the Suns and our local team and local being our state Dallas Mm -hmm. Mavericks going against the Phoenix Suns so what do you guys think about those teams I know we were kind of talking about them before we got on air with CP3 and the Dallas Mavericks Presley has a little favorite. It's,
1: it's a win-win for me. I I love Chris Paul. <laughs> he is just my favorite player. But at the same time, you know, from Dallas area. Mavs girl. So you know what? Let's just go to seven games, have fun. Let's just have fun at the end of the day. I'm fine with whatever happens, honestly.
0: You know, me being a I'm oh, sorry, me being a Spurs fan, I want the Suns to just beat the Mavs. <laughs> I don't like the Mavs. Not that I don't like the Rockets either, but, you know, the. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, but I'm also a Houston Astros fan. So I got a, I got a football team in, in Dallas. I got a baseball team in Houston. So you're but a Texas all around. But I got much. a basketball team in San Antonio. So I like my San Antonio Spurs. That's what but, happens okay. when
2: you live in Texas. Yeah, that's, yeah, I
1: respect that. You
2: got a lot to pick. We do yeah. have a lot to pick. We're like, we're from California. Teams everywhere. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, no, I got I got sons going. I want them to win. As, I love Luca. I love Luca Doncic. He's one of, one of the best players in the league right now. However, I just don't see them getting past Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns. Plus, having Devin Booker back in the lineup, too, there's no, there's no way of stopping, uh, stopping them. Here's so.
1: the thing with Luca, He doesn't have that playoff experience yet. You know, this is the first time we've gotten out of the first round since 2011.
2: Okay, okay. okay. So, so he, I was about to no, say he, he has playoff experience. But we yet.
1: haven't gotten out. So he doesn't have that development. Since that championship team? Yeah, since the yeah. championship team, yeah. which I mean, you never know. Yeah. You never know, but
3: great team, he doesn't
1: have that development going deep into a playoff set. I feel like that's going to really hurt us.
3: So inexperienced, you would say.
1: Yeah, you know? I mean, I mean they I mean, definitely
2: are going to get some more experience. Yeah, it's in the playoffs. like, so though, it's, it's, it's new experience. Not the for Chris with, Paul, though.
1: Not for Chris not Paul. Not for Chris
2: Pallar, but for the other places. Yeah. Uh,
1: but they have him as a vet. So that. Yeah, he
2: went fourteen for fourteen in his last which game, which
3: is I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think that's ever happened in the it playoffs game. It has never happened. I the, was to say the fact that we're th-
2: what over hundred, we're seventy five years into the NBA, and that has never, never happened that has with never some happened. great players we have had. It just kind of seems, it just kind of tells you what type of determination that Chris Paul has to kind of get this chip. Because I mean, we said it last year oh, this is his last chance to get it, and we're saying it this year. It kind of just seems like the tale that keeps on telling yeah. it's his last year. But, I mean, eventually it will be his last chance to get it, and the teams in the East are not getting any harder. Mm. As you can see with the Miami Heat, who also seem determined <laughs> to win that championship team. And they are a really good, constructive team against and beat the 76ers. So how do you think the 76ers will even fare in this series with knowing that Joel Embiid's out for at least
3: two games, I believe? Yeah, two games.
0: He, they will not fare very well. I mean, the Heat—they're hot. I mean, they got—they're keeping it going. No pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get it. L- little dad joke. <laughs> but you know, you know, seventy-six. I mean, they, you're coming in. You know, they, you know, Embiid's not out, and I just don't think they're going to be able to just get things going. I don't know. What, what about President? What you thinking?
1: You know, I think with Embiid out, it's going to be a totally different series. I honestly, I don't know. It's going to be. I think it's just up to fate. You know, it's a coin toss at this Probably point. Great. You know, like, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I don't know.
3: Well, to me, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like, I love Miami. I love what they're doing. They've actually been kind of the best consistent team heading into the playoffs. I know we've been talking about Boston, Milwaukee a lot, but um, and obviously Philly. But to me, without Joel Embiid, I think James Harden's going to go back to his Rocket self and always going to be possibly hogging the ball and trying to take, like, ridiculous shots and possibly trying to get fouls out of it. And play no defense. And play no defense, exactly. So I think we're going to see that, James Harden, but if we don't, I'll be totally surprised and totally in disbelief. But I have Miami uh, winning the series, but it's going to be kind of tight.
1: I mean, yeah, I think Harden should take advantage of that. Yeah. You know, just- <laughs>
2: One last thing on this, I don't think James Harden is going to be anywhere near his old Houston so (laughs) He's going to be scoring in the low 20s, and the 76ers have no chance without Joel Embiid faring any further in this playoffs. But Kobe, how is this weather going to fare all of us citizens of San Marcos during finals <laughs> as they come up?
3: So today it is a high of 85 degrees today with a low of 70%. It is mostly cloudy today, and then throughout the week it is partly cloudy. We are expecting some rain in the forecast this week, This, I believe this coming Thursday, 60% chance of rain on thursday but uh other than that it's been going to be partly cloudy and kind of sunny with a little rain action so uh let's let's see because it's finals week and we're all trying to get ready for finals and get ready for the semester to to end good
2: luck on finals
3: yeah i
0: think if it doesn't rain on thursday treat yourself after finals go to the river (laughs) have have some fun i mean reward yourself absolutely But, but thank you guys it's been such a great show today thank you jordan thank you presley thank you kobe Thank you all of y'all for listening to Bobcat Radio on KTW 899, the other side of radio. Enjoy the rest of your day.